Hey, are you up all night tossing, turning, mind racing, trouble getting to sleep, trouble falling asleep? Well, welcome. This is Sleep With Me, the podcast that's here to put you to sleep. We do it with a bedtime story. All you need to do is get in bed, turn out the lights and press play. We're going to do the rest. And what is the rest, you might ask? If this is your first couple times here or you've been here many, tell me more. Tell me what the rest is. Well, tonight's a tale of Lady Witchbeard, our ongoing serial story about a witch who, that wasn't her career path, she decided to become a pirate. And then somehow she got involved with me, but that's the story for later. What am I going to do in general? I don't know if that's even accurate. What I'm going to basically do is try to create a safe place, uh, kind of like an inn of bedtime where... You're going to, you know, you trudge, let's say you didn't just trudge in your door. You trudged in the door of this inn, and outside of this inn is the storm of your life. Now, now, not necessarily a bad thing or a good thing. Storms can be great. But, you know, whether you have a family, you just got everybody to bed, or you just vacuumed, or you just did some bills, or you just had a disagreement or a long day, or a wonderful day, or you've just been running, 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 and now you want to get in bed. We'll come on into Scooter's Ye old Inn of Scoots. Because Scooter's Inn just sounds like, uh, it doesn't sound, you know, middle-agey. Ye old Inn of Scoots. And I'm going to pull, we don't, you know, we don't have hard, uncomfortable wooden chairs at this inn. We don't have tables. We don't have surly barmaids. We don't have, uh, uh, grimacing bartenders or customers. But what you'll notice is as I, as I bring you to your private resting chamber, every inn, part of this inn, is an individual bubble of virtual serenity. Uh, kind of like the part of the plane you got to walk through where they say don't look at anybody in this section of the plane. It's for the real big shots. Or, no, probably the part of the plane where you get on, they make you take a right. They're like, yeah, you can't even go left where these these people are. You know, individual suites at my inn. But it's open to all. The cost is but a bit of ye time here at the old inn of scoots. And then some guy opens it and says, do you sell scooters here? I say, no. I told you, I tell you that every time, Billy. Uh, but anyway... And then as you settle into your your inn, you lay your burdens down. I take your burdens, I put them somewhere. And I say, customer, ye be known. Uh, that you, I will place a, a easy map of where your burdens will be at the front door in the morning when you need them. But for now, rest ye mind, rest ye heart, and rest ye soul in me in. Uh, we're basically, I'm going to try to distract you from whatever's running through your brain. You know, there'd be like a storytelling character. Not a grandiose storytelling character. Painting vivid scenes of a, you know, puppet who became a boy. Or of a elephant who joined the circus and became a a, a boy-like elephant. Or of anything... Or a vast patriarchy that you know, sub, you know, whatever. None of that. I'm just gonna go. I'm do a little. I'm gonna do. Here's what I got on Tafford. A little rambling, which check done. I uh, touch a set. This is what the kitchen is. Me wife is here. Doing. You say what else you got in there, me dear? Sense a little senseless blathering. A little dash of that. Pointless meanders. We've got a few. Uh, you know, lulling, soothing tones, possibly, you know, depending on how you like them. They'll be served at a room temperature tonight in the latest of ye styles. And what I'm going to do, really, without the joking, I'm just going to try to distract all the parts of your brain that are running, racing, chattering. And you can just settle back in my inn here. Listen, those parts will be at the foot of your bed. Because they like to be closer to the fire and the storyteller. And they'll be, you know, they'll have probably have their hands on their chins, be at the foot of, foot of the bed. 
But meanwhile, you can curl up. We've got layers of non... I still don't know what hypo, if hypoallergenic is good or bad. But whatever the bad, good version of that is, we got plenty of that stuff, you know, essential oils. We got dilutions. We got potions. You know, whatever. So you, that's what I'm going to do here. And you just go to sleep whenever you want. That's the thing at the end. You're, you know, you are, it's free at this end. But otherwise you would have paid first, you know. Or we, you'd have, you know, whatever it is, you don't got to worry. Whenever you fall asleep, you fall asleep. You're safe here at ye here scoots of inns. Inns of scoots and scoots of scoo. Us hail of lulling boredom I will, like off my lips will drool. Rhymes unconnected. And, you know, since I'm not going to connect a rhyme, I don't have to. But I will tell your wakeless brain I bid you adieu. <laughs> I don't know what, I don't know, honestly, I don't, all I want to do is I want to help you fall asleep. I'm going to try to tell a story about Lady Witchbeard, lovely, lovely woman. And I'm just going to spin it in the most, you know, like I said, I'll take my time getting there. You don't got to pay attention. You kick back and relax. I'm glad you're here. And I hope I help you fall asleep. All right, hey, hey, everybody, it's Scooter. I got a little announcement here about the phone calls and sleeper summer and stuff. Bob, Bob, can you come in here for a second? We need Scooter. You need me in the? I can come in the uh, studio. Yeah, Bob. Why don't you uh, you just uh, sit down next to me? I got a new chair here. Oh, Scooter, I got my own chair. What does this mean? Well, I want everybody to know I've gotten feedback and been doing thinking about how fun it is with these calls. In this new level of interaction, but also the primary purpose of the podcast to put people to sleep, to lull them to sleep. And I've been trying to figure out, well, gee, I said, gee, Scooter Drew, does this have to be one of these either-or things? And I said, maybe not. Uh, maybe, I said, well, I, I, like the, I, don't, I, I like that people feel like they can call and do a short message or people can call and leave a longer message. And I said, well, it's hard to find a place. And then I said, well, what about new people? And I got feedback. So, so here's the new announcement. And, and, and this is, again, nothing's written in stone in this podcast. It's one big experiment. And another thing is I got this message coming up here that was just so inspirational. That's another aspect of this. I said, why don't we just do this as like a, a sleeper summer show? Maybe four, five, six minutes of and Bob, you could be wait, Scooter. Well, hold on, holy sarsaparilla. Are you telling me I'm gonna have my own show? Well, not your own show, Bob, but you'll be my uh, a partner, legal partner, like a 50 50 money wise. Because I'd uh, uh, no, it was 50 50, uh, whatever the uh, deficit wise. Oh, Scooter. And we'll have a cold sarsaparilla here. Me and Bob will take calls maybe once a week because I, already, I said I already have the time. I mean, it's not like I'm adding any work because I'm already recording these anyway. So I figure me and Bob could take a couple calls every week or maybe it'd be 10, 15 minutes. Maybe we'll do more calls. I don't know. And I said, Jesus, what am I thinking? Am I going to be able to find But it's a sleeper summer project. Let's just see how it goes. But I knew, you know, Patty... And everyone else would say, geez, Bob deserves it. And they'd say, what about Ray? What's well, Scooter, people like Bob don't talk. They like it when you just react, I think. Oh, Scooter, I can react. I'm, I'm reacting right now. I'm so happy. So, and I don't know what this show will be like. And it'll help me get to sh some things I've been procrastinating on with this podcast. Maybe, maybe this will turn from a sleeper summer project into a sleeper summer show. But that's the updates on the show. Now, coming up here is a really inspirational voicemail I got. And if it, if it doesn't if it doesn't make you feel something, it may me you know, geez, I don't, I don't know what else to say. Bob, Scooter, just keep fighting everybody out there. With anybody, victims of trauma, people suffering from trauma, keep fighting. Okay, so the, here's this message from Nicole. And, and it inspired me to spin off a new show to have more space for this, uh, this kind of wonderful stuff, and give voice 
so so the the I don't know I don't know but it, I, I'm inspired. Thank you for for this call. Hi, my name is Nicole, and I live in Richmond. Um, I wanted to call um, and uh, talk about some amazing support that I have gotten recently. About three years ago, I had kind of a, a breakdown, and I've been working for the past three years on healing from um, it's called a complex post-traumatic stress disorder, and uh, now I am I am dealing with that, and I've been dealing with it for about three years. Part of going through this, it's been really difficult for me to talk to people that I used to know because I was very high functioning, and now I can't really do anything um, <laughs> uh, because I, I can never trust if I'm going to have a panic attack or just I just get I just get scared really easily because I get triggered really easily. Um, but anyway, I was feeling really brave about two weeks ago, and uh, I went on Facebook, which I don't think I had been on in years, and I. I posted a post that um, that basically said, like, people with this condition are afraid of talking about it because it's so scary to be invalidated. And because it happened as a kid, you don't have vivid memories. You just have flashbacks that are kind of emotional and you feel scared, but you don't know why. And then also um, there's a lot of gaslighting, which is when your parents tell you you're crazy. and so it, it, it makes it feel like you are actually crazy, and so it's really scary to share. But I um I did a post on Facebook, like I said, um about two weeks ago, and I I ended it with uh, what did I say? I said thank you for reading this. For obvious reasons, I'll not be reading any responses, but I'll know I've done my part, and that will give me some power in the battle to, battles to come. Because um, I was expecting for people to be very judgmental and just be like, why, you know, like, you used to be able to do this and that, and now you can't. But I um, I just got an overwhelming um, support and love from people um, that I hadn't seen in years, and um, it just meant so much to me. And uh, I'm going to keep fighting and I'm going to keep being open and honest with other people so that the people that are also going through struggles like this will know that they have an ally and that they're not alone. And uh, I love what you're doing with the Sleep With Me podcast. It's so good. I am also very familiar with Sleepless Nights and it is just the worst. And you have helped me so much. So, okay. Thank you. Bye. So that's the call from Nicole. Beyond touching. So let's just take a minute together and take a couple breaths. And sometimes even in sleep, I guess things have to impact you uh, and maybe inspire you or connect with you. So just take a couple breaths. Everyone's safe here, okay? You're here with Scooter. And it's bedtime. You're in your bed and feel your bed. That's where you are now. And we're going to move back into the podcast here. But know that, geez, I'm trying to see, can we carve out a space for stuff like this, for all the wonderful calls that have come in across the world? Uh, and say, geez, can we help people sleep? And and then, I don't know. Let's see how it goes. That's all I know is I say, geez. What more can I, when I hear stuff like this and all, I say, I don't know. You you guys know I'm not a well-spoken man. I'm a spoken man who speaks well a lot. Uh, so let's, let's, let's go on to the housekeeping. But thank you all. Let's keep these calls coming. It would help if I knew the phone number for the phone calls by heart, but I don't. But it'll be in the show notes. And maybe I'll, I'll even put it in the, if I could remember, if somebody could remind me, put it in the context and create its own URL, sleepwithmepodcast.com slash phone. Okay, so let's do our thank yous or housekeeping. We're on the web, www.sleepwithmepodcast.com. You can get me on Twitter at Dear Scooter or on Facebook, or you can comment on the website. I want to thank Chris Posty Posterson, who does our music over at SoundsLikeAnEarful.com. I want to thank Scotty and Jennifer on our artwork and our audio consulting work. And then over on our Facebook group at SleepWithMePodcast.com slash nods. That's a little Facebook group. 
and it's a, a place, and I'm not, not making this up. I was talking to my brother, Ted. He loves that Facebook group, and this is not even an exaggeration. It's run by Alexandra and Laura. There are moderators, but he, he was going on about how how much he gets out of it, reading it. He's he's an inspired guy that likes to get inspired. He says, Jesus, there's so much useful stuff there, like about how to get to sleep. And it was funny as, you know, siblings can connect in different ways. Because that, that sees me, you know, but he say, geez, man, I can't believe this. Can you? And he's, no, no. So it's a really special thing to me. Uh, just like saying, what's going to go on with this sleeper summer show? I have no idea. But, um, well, I don't know. Now I'm a little touched here. So, uh, just a lot of emotion this week between these wonderful phone calls and all you guys. So, uh, thank you. And I want to thank everybody over at the Facebook group and and then over on Twitter, I want to thank Blake, Bree, Kimberly, Billy, Eante, Eric, Libby for kicking out her ukulele song. You can find it if you say, if you go to Sleep With Me SoundCloud, you, I, but I don't have Libby's permission to share, but you can probably track it down. But she's in. She's sleep, She's like a sleeper summer slayer, slayer of sleeper summer. Libby. Uh, also, we'll have more people come up. Emily, thank you. Brian the Boom. You know, I'm speaking in this mic that's attached to a broom that boom that Brian bought. And buddy, uh, if there was a word that started with B that meant thank you, they'd say it. Over on Facebook, I want to thank Paraguay, Brenda, Brenda and Paraguay. Thank you. Julie C. A picture of her just looking happy. It may put a smile on my face. Uh, Kevin F. Ariel. She's a, she's like the, uh, she was the mom's group mom of the podcast. The mother of the group of moms. New mother's. You, you you look look to Ariel. She she was the original mom's group uh, uh, purveyor of the podcast, I'd say. And she posted a great picture. I was like, she had a baby, what? But she was getting ready to run and everything, uh, her exercise. And I said, she said, geez, thanks, Scooter, for giving me a good night's sleep. Otherwise, and I said, my honor. I want to thank Dave H. I want to let David T. know that I've got to, I, I, uh, we're, we're supporting another small business because of something David T. did for us. We're able to support a little bit more, give a little bit more in support to the company that does our post-production. And then the T-shirts, some money from the T-shirts is not only going to Children's Museum of Montana, but I think I might be able to get some money to Chris Posty Posterson, who does our music for another tiny little project. So those are good things, supporting other, uh, you know, people working. Another, this is not a financial offer, unfortunately, but if anyone is not, not like looking to learn at video editing, but you're like, geez, I, I can edit the hell out of video. That's one thing that was on my project list that I realized I can't do. I, I sat down, I said, geez, I got some videos and they didn't have audio because when I figured out how to get the videos off of that, uh, Periscope, um, then I said, geez, they didn't have audio because I had to figure out a janky way to get to them. So I don't know, but that, that, that would be someone you have to be really good because it, it's, otherwise it's so time consuming. I could not figure it out for the life of me. And I said, normally I'd learn how to do it. But I just have too much on my plate. I said, geez. So I think what I'm going to do for the time being is try to periscope all the time when I'm recording, which will be hard, like a learning curve for me, which is why I've been doing it inconsistently because I'm like, well, so I'll have to just get over that learning curve and just we're just going to periscope the hell out of this podcast or meerkat the hell out of it. And I know that's not ideal for everybody, but they do keep the video up for about 12 to 24 hours so you could watch it. But one day, you know, I'll get another way to get more video out. And, uh, but I just, that's just one thing I said, geez, uh, 
The learning curve's too, too steep. The learning curve of doing a show with Bob. I got Bob here already. And Scooter, you going to learn about me? Yeah, Bob. Okay, because I wanted to tell you a couple things. No, no, no. I already know how to record a podcast, Bob, so it's not a learn. You know, I can we can do that. Okay, Scooter, great. Uh, so that's about it. I, th- I think I might have missed. Uh, I- I'll catch up on the iTunes thank yous and the other thank yous, but let's move on. Thank you guys so much. All right, so hey, everybody, welcome back to another tale of Lady Tales of Lady Witchbeard, our uh, ongoing story of Lady Witchbeard. And when we last left off, if you were here last week, you know. If you were here, if you were here last week, or maybe if you if you were here, like, maybe not. Let me run you in what happened last week. So we met. We headed into Cortez's camp, Lady Witchbeard and I. And I, I said, I attempted, I said, I won our way in with a little acting. I won our way in with a little acting. And then we found out Cortez was a little sick. I don't know if he was poisoned or wounded. Since I'm not a doctor, I said, he doesn't, he didn't look so good, but he looked great. He's a good looking dude. And then we met his interpreter. Uh, whose name escapes me at the moment. I, I spent a little bit of time with her. But she didn't really have so much to say to me other than interpreting my words and saying, well, just if Cortez doesn't make it, maybe his troops will take you out and her. And then Lady Witchbeard, who said that I was in charge. Let's see. I think Cortez is trying to make it inland. Yeah, it was not the greatest, but, but so then we, 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 we all started working together. Cortez was still out. I saved a village by, you know, telling them to run from Lady Witchbeard. She was behind us because I didn't want to see any villagers used as pawns in uh, whatever game Cortez is cooking up. And then we reached the center of the village after all the villagers had ran. And we found this lone person that it seemed like they were set up to be sacrificed. And so then it's like, well, we saved this person too, I guess. And then Cortez came up behind us. He must have been feeling a little bit better. And he said something about heathens. And that's where we last left off. So here we are with another episode of Lady Witchbeard. Lady, I guess, Lady Witchbeard. And as we open tonight's episode, it's kind of like, be honest with you, it, it stinks. Well, it stinks is probably the wrong word, but it feels like we, we've been going along in this forest path. And it's taken forever. It's so hot. And it's, it's, I don't know if it's hot and humid or just hot, or I'm just irritable, or all of those things. There's also insects buzzing, no, no landing. I said, that's at least good, but they're buzzing every once in a while. That, that I don't like that. And it just feels like all we do is plot along, and some days we'll just do it, plot along all day long, make camp. Plot along all day long. Make camp. We're following some known trail. And then some of the scouts, because there's the Spanish troops and some indigenous people that Cortez seems to have recruited. And they'll come back. They'll say, germ village approaching you. And then I'll go off ahead. And we're in the village of the, the impending army. And, and, and then the village will empty out. And almost always we find a prisoner waiting. And I say, well, geez, we saved another village. But then I come up, well, that's great. More walking, this means. And Cortez seems to be improving, but he only wakes up occasionally to check the map and then say, he calls me germ already, so I'm like, great. This guy's in some sort of poison, uh, whatever you call it, confused state. And even he calls me germ, but technically I'm in charge. And even uh, Cortez, because he's not, he says, germ, where, you know. So I don't know if we've been through three, and I said, 
you know, how much, you know, I don't understand. These maps don't have where it just tells you eight hours to the destination. And then I say, and they say, we don't know. This is, you know, just an interpreter trying to fit it as a, they say, what? I thought I was going on a pirate adventure, and now I'm just stuck walking in a freaking hot, sweaty woods. And because I don't have any, they say, I don't know if this is a woods or a jungle, even. So I can't even make any good podcasts. So I say, sorry. I guess I'm a little bit irritated. Uh, but, you know, it is. And sometimes I was like, man, maybe it's just me. Because no one else is complaining. Of course, they're afraid of Cortez and Lady Witchbeard. And maybe me by proxy, but I'm like, what is everybody else doing to occupy the time? Sometimes they sing, but not all the time. And then I said, I said, Jesus, I'm just weak. I'm just a wuss. You know, first world baby. I can't take it three or four days of constant walking through a high school. I would not choose. And I said, well, it'd be one thing if I knew, okay, two more days of walking germ. Can you handle that? The lady Witchbeard tried that, and then I knew she, and, and I said, wait, wait, do we have 100 days of walking, or 50, if there's 100 days of walking, that's it, or is there 15 days, well, that'd probably be it, too, is there three more days of walking, I can probably suck it up, but I can't get a straight answer, and and I'm sorry, guys, I'm trying to use a calming voice. And I'm actually getting, you know, kind of somewhere. Because then I started, I said, well, let's run through movies to pass the time. And I said, I could talk to talk to some of the soldiers, but I'm kind of frightened of them. They'll laugh at me. Or I think I, you know, so I said, well, I'm on my own again. Once again, in Lady Witch, everyone seems kind of caught up in their own thoughts, which for a while I didn't notice. But then I started running through movies in my head. So I said, okay. And I started with like a Back to the Future Goonies double feature, which kind of ruined it because I said, okay, I can't tell any of the, uh, I can't use this to entertain them because one would be stealing someone else's art. And two would be kind of like, what if I told them about Back to the Future? That would ruin, would that upset the future of the movie Back to the Future? Because, and I said, well, I'm not sure we're in our universe or another universe, but whatever. So I said, well, maybe not. Then we started running from some movies. It was hot. And I said, Jesus, do we need elect? Do you need electrolytes to survive? Because I'm just drinking water. And I said, well, dried meat, I guess, has it. But anyway, I said, finally got to Matrix at some point. And I started running through the Matrix. And then I started, I guess I was a little bit uh, delusional or whatever the other thing is. And I was thinking about changing it. And I said, wait a second. I don't know when it hit me, but I said, what if we're in some sort of, I just felt stuck. And then I started thinking about, like, what if we're stuck in some kind of mate? I said, well, we're not definitely in the normal Milky Way world or whatever the official uh, Hawkinsian description of our universe is or our plane. Normalville, we'll call it, though we all know it's far from normal people here. Uh, but I started to think like, okay, so I started trying to leave. I started trying to mark trees. And then I said, then I started, then I said, well, geez, what could, and then the next day I'd keep an eye out for the tree, like uh, after an hour and I'd say, but one, I'm not good at telling time without a watch. In a junk, you know, when we don't, when, it, you know, when I'm already off my routine, I'm sleeping great. That's one good thing. We rise with the sun. We go to bed after a campfire after the sun. So that's good if anybody, you know, that's one. But anyway, I started trying to leave trees or pebbles to mark. And I said, I forgot. I said, did I mark a tree on the right side? Oh, man, I wish I had. And I said, I should have brought a notebook. But again, I was like, the heat, I was not thinking straight. But I said to myself, I, and I said, Lady Witchbeard, can I tell? I said, what are, I think we're caught in some sort of, we're stuck. And she said, Jeremy, you just got to keep one foot in, you know, one step. And I said, don't give me, I said, I, you know, that's one of my codas, but, you know, they have to live by anyway, Lady Witchbeard. You know, but she said, just keep going. You can do this, Jeremy. One day, you know, one step, you know, one one foot in front of the other. 
And I said, I don't know, Lady Witch Weird. I, I feel like it's just so hot. But me, at first, I said, I don't know. There's something. So my gut was tingling. But Lady Witchbeard wasn't buying it. So I said, well, I, I said, let's ignore it for a while. And then, so then I didn't say anything for a couple more days. But then it started, I said, I don't feel like we're making any progress. I, I'm almost positive of it. Even though everyone's going to get to another, you know, I said, maybe there's some sort of magic stuff. I said this to Lady Witchbeard. I said, we're stuck maybe in some magic loop. Your magic, you got any idea about this? And she said, so you think we're stuck, Germ? And I said, yeah. And she said, well, who's who's in charge? And I said, well, who's in control? She said, well, you, she said, if we're stuck, you've gotten us stuck, Germ. Get us unstuck. And I said, well, I said, well, if I knew we were, but anyway, this next the next night that no that night came. And we had a campfire, and everyone was so hot. I said, why the hell are we having a campfire if it's so friggin' hot? And somebody was like, to cook. And I said, whoa. And I just said, it's time. I said, you know, you guys remember how you lie? And I said, oh, wait, did they know I was lying about being a Rogadera? And then I said, you know how I fancy myself a Rogadera? Because that's another lie. And I said, you know, I'm a spinner of yarn, a spinner of bedtime tales. All true. All true. Because Lady Witchbeard was watching me, like, waiting. For, and I said, she's like, what's Germ up to? And I said, maybe because he said, well, one thing about the podcast is, like, I can talk about stuff or try to figure stuff out, you know, via the magic of story. When via the magic of therapy doesn't quite work or via the, you know, overthinking is it maybe if I tell a story so I, I said I could probably think of one and so I started to spin this long tale and I pretended I was I said me Nana and the interpreter there was two interpreters actually so everybody was getting an idea of what I was talking about and I was spinning this tale about my Nana spinning a tale about a salmon and I said, I said, this is the same. You guys know Yoda? And there's no, you know, no one knew Yoda. And I said, no, lady, you know, lady, which was going to turn me into a frog if I say. And, and, it looked, and I said, she could know who Yoda is. But it was kind of like this. But I said, you guys know about how salmon or fish swim upstream to spawn. And then I did some material, which with interpreters, question would be, I said, well, what is a spawn anyway? Is that, are you having sex or is that laying the eggs? Uh, you know, and then I said, I tried to be, you know, I tried to be a little too witty. And I said, you just got to go all the way, all the way up, you know, so much. But then I started thinking about, you know, they got to go all the way up there and they're, they're being driven by some instinctual force to either give birth or have sex or whatever. And all that. And this was all material. Some of this was stuff I was thinking about. Because I don't even know if I had a punchline about this. But, I, you know, they're driven by their instincts up these streams. And then I think they, they that's where their lives end. I think. Again, I don't have, you know, this ain't the facts podcast. Just the facts podcast. But now that would be probably pretty boring, too. Just the facts. Oatmeal. Uh, You know. I guess it'd be like twenty. It'd be like a game. Just the facts game show. It's called twenty thousand dollar pyramid. I think. But so anyway, I spun this tale with Nana, and they all got it. And they they started. You know, they were making fun of me, having a good laugh, which is fine. But I started spinning this tale from Nana, the salmon that picked the wrong river. And this tragic tale of this one salmon. That went to its instinctual drive against this raging, raging river. And it kept saying, I can do it, I can do it. And it drove its body past as all salmon limits, just like it thought it should, because it said, all these other fish are ahead of me. They're all spawning without me, whether that's having sex or giving birth, I don't know. And those guys, they were making comments about me. But anyway, it's fine, it's fine, I said, you know. 
because I was Nana. I think they were at, you know, talking about me and Nana. And in some way I paused like I was a middle school teacher. And I said, the story will go on when everyone's quiet and not disrespecting my Nana. And then I did it in my Nana voice. It killed. It killed. Because they thought I was really mad, which I was. But then, and I said, I didn't even know I had it in me. I'm, I'm, I'm dropping conquistadors. I'm conquering the conquistador comedy tour. They said that out loud, unfortunately, and then they, they, they just snickered. But anyway, just like all of Nana's tales, the salmon had picked the wrong river, and it got to the, the end of the river, exhausted. And I was like, where the hell are all the other salmon? And I think Nana had some really twisted thing with, you know, I think it was a rabbit, but it was a white rabbit, like hint, hint, or a white deer. And it said, you chose the wrong river, my dear. You've been swimming. And then I said, I thought everybody would pick up on it, like pointlessly, repetitively, sweating. And I said, how does the salmon know? I said, unless someone says, hey, are you sure you're on the right trail, salmon? repetitively going from village to village. Are you sure there's not any other rivers? And then people, a couple people clapped because a lady witchbeard clapped. And then she said, she kept clapping. And she said, you're right. You're still right, germ. Tomorrow we march double time. And they said, well, that was it. I said, oh, shit. Uh, so the next uh, next day, I was expecting, you know, the crew was going to be pretty, or the rest of the troops were pretty upset. Because some people, I mean, we had a pretty decent, I mean, I was in front, so I wasn't paying attention. But I know there's cannons and stuff getting carried. So there are people that weren't going to be pleased about going double time. But anyway, that the morning came, and I was like, uh, just barely waking up. And then I saw a lady, Witchbeard, she's like, Germ, come with me. And I don't, you know, I don't always have time to get into the flashbacks. But one thing, uh, one th- passion me and Lady Witchbeard share is a passion for climbing trees, which, uh, you know, makes a lot of sense for a pirate type. You know, you got to be climbing up uh, masts. But, you know, since we'd be, I think Lady Witchbeard had me climb the mast on my first day on the ship. And everybody was like, they was like well, instead, I have at least this guy can climb a mast which so we went into not far behind where we had been marching so back downstream or whatever you want to call it and lady witchbeard was like let's you know she pointed to a tree and i was like oh wow this is nice and actually was nice because it was cool it was the morning as we climbed the tree instead of getting hotter it got cooler because there's a little bit of a breeze and I was following her up this one tree, and I, to be honest, I took a different path up the tree, uh, which, you know, we have different climbing style. Uh, Lady Witchbeard does more of a inchworm, where she uses, you know, inchworm-style climber, where I'm more of a scrambler. Uh, there's many, many, you know, many different styles. I think I, that was a podcast I had long ago, Tree Climbing Cast, with Scooter and Bob. That was me and Bob. We had a Scooter. I remember that. Yeah, Bob, it didn't happen. I was, but anyway. Oh, Scooter, I loved that podcast. Uh, but anyway, you get back to this. So we started climbing this tree. I was scrambling. She was inchworming up this tree. We got above the tree line. And I guess part of me was, I said, well, maybe this would be make out. We finally make out with Lady Witchbeard. Probably not the best time, but if it's. Her wish, when my lips are her wish, it is my lips' command to kiss her back. But we got to the thing, and she had pulled out, uh, what do you call those things, a pirate eye, oh no, a telescope, but a monoscope, I don't know what they're called, a looking glass, that's what they're called. She pulled one out, you know, I'm pretty sure I can almost guarantee imbued with magical buffs or powers. But she points out, bare, naked eye, could not see. I put on this thing. And, that, I mean, you know, only feet, looking like it was only feet away was a crew, like a, a small army. And they were sporting uh, 
whatever the pith-style helmets are, the silver helmets, silver breastplates, conquistador types. And I said, what do I say, those are conquistadors. They said, you think it's Cortez's backup? She shook her head. And she was pouring a flag, and she said, I've been watching them, you know, since. And I said, why don't you, she said, you don't need to worry, Germ. You're move, move us forward. But this is another reason to keep us moving. They're hunting Cortez. And she said, that probably means that, you know, if they get us, they're going to take all of us probably. And I said, great. And then we went back down and we marched double time and it got hot fast, of course. Everybody was mad at me. I was even trying to drop hints to Cortez because he was awake for about 40 minutes. I was like, yeah, did you leave anybody back at the coast? And he said, like, two guys, you know, give them a heads up. And I said, well, what, 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 you know, he said, I said, what would they give you a heads up about? He said, well, the, the, you know, he's talking about the, I think he was talking bad about his king and his queen, to be honest, or royalty. And I was like, dude, I never seen anybody who looks more royal than you. I was like, if Brad Pitt and Pippa had a kid, you would be, I said, you, 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 you know, and he said, who's Pippa? And I, I gave him some, I said, who's it? And I looked over, he said, the Lady Witchbeard's Pippa? I said, no. And he said, no, oh boy. And I said, excuse me, I don't know if it's the heat or what. But I, anyway, that was our discussion. I said, okay, great. So this army's hunting this clown. And we talked about it a little bit more. He was bragging about how much of a better, uh, you know, pentient person. He, I don't know, I tuned it out. As soon as he started hot, I said, you, you, this isn't enough to be straight, devil, devilishly handsome. And uh, I said, geez, I hope that poison kicks back in. But we marched that whole day. It was exhausting. And then if if things couldn't get any worse for me, we go to the campfire and, and Cortez starts laughing and he says, oh, I'd like to thank Germ for... And I was like, this is my podcast, now you may have come true. Like, Brad Pitt decides he wants to do a boring sleep podcast. It wouldn't be Brad Pitt, because I wouldn't mind that. I'd say, that's cool. But, you know, someone better than me does it. That's more, you know, and they instantly, because everybody was happy. They say, oh, and I said, this is getting worse. But Lady Witchbeard, I kept looking at her. And I could swear she was enjoying it, and he was just doing his build-up. And this guy, he had every—he had actual natural flourishes. Uh, I, I said, is he acting, or is this just—is he? Did he plot this out? It was—it was mesmerizing. I was watching him. I, I said, holy, is this guy? He maybe he really is a figure skater because he had the grace of, uh, you know, who's that like? Uh, I don't know. He was great, and I hated every second of it. And then if it w- if he couldn't have made it worse, he tells he says, "Well, I'm gonna tell you guys a bedtime story." And he, you know, he made a couple digs at me, but mostly he was so confident he didn't feel the need to degrade me. But his story, his story, he told this story of this this child, and the storytelling was so nuanced. It was about a child who had this adoring father who, who you know, built it. And I said, but some, it was like the, he was taking the theme and spoon-feeding it right to us. But I looked around at the audience. Everyone was like, spoon-feed me more. And I said, geez, it was such a creative story, but with such a straightforward and, and a non-nuanced theme. You know, because he's like, oh, the baby, you know, and the baby, oh, and it was, and it said the baby finally said, oh, father, what shall I do to repay you for any, the father said, I just want you to delight in this house, little baby. But then one day, I think he said that people, like, a something, I don't know, I was like, I don't want to, I'd love to destroy a story, but as I said, well, he's a hell of a storyteller. He should stick to keeping the theme out of it. Well, basically some, you know, I said, well, geez, he's, he's got it. You know, he's a, he's a unigod person. That's, that's, that's fine. But it took a pretty harsh tone at the end where the kid, you know, I, I can't, I don't know. His father's house was closed. It's all or something. I said, oh boy. 
And then I still had in my gut, I was still like, geez, even though we went double time today, we really didn't go anywhere. Uh, So I said, oh, boy, what the heck? But I I got, after the speech, you know, people started to go to bed. I said, I I pretended like I wanted to talk to the lady, which appeared about the army behind us, but really I just wanted to do a little Cortez bashing. And she, but she was glaring. I said, and I immediately thought it was my. I said, oh, I did something wrong. And she said, well, you know, that speech. And I said, oh man, it was all. I did that so I could tell what she. And she said, he really is. His intentions are no good, germ. He wants to rid the world. I think he wants to rid the world. And I said, well, we should take him out right now and leave him for the army. They said, there's no reason to keep him around. He's a lunatic. Yeah, you listen to that speech. He thinks, I think, were you the child, Lady Witchbeard? And she said, no, I would never be, you know. And she, and she, I was like, wow, she's a lot smarter than me because she picked up on all this other stuff that was actually sensible. And they said, ooh, he was doing a little spoon feed with a little, I don't know what his extra move was. And I said, let's take him out, Lady Witchbeard. And she said, tell me your plan to do it tomorrow. And they said, well, yeah, as a team, what should we do? No, she said, no germ. And she said, you should probably figure out a way to out his magic user if it's him. And I said, oh, yeah. I said, well, he would have probably, if he was magic, he would have stopped that. And she said, I'm going to bed. Tell me your plan in the morning. And no lies either, germ. And I said, okay. And so as I went to bed, I said, well, I started, I said, well, geez, we got to get rid of it. And I, I said, and, and I said, I really want to get off this, what we're doing anyway. And I was like, well, what if I could get rid of Cortez and get it? And I said, well, where will we go if we get rid of Cortez? And I was like, Lady Witchbeard will want to keep going. I know. I said, well, what if we could figure out a way to get there quicker? And I was saying, and I, I came up with a plan. I said, I got a pretty good idea. Okay, so so the next so the next day came and I was like, okay, I'm ready to pitch my plan. And Lady Witchbeard, we started marching again. I said, Grace, you said, what's your plan, Jeremy? I said, we tell them about the army. And she guess she's like, the funny thing is, she's like, they're getting a little bit closer. And I said, yeah. So we tell them about the army. I got a plan. Well, how does man? I said, but you're gonna have to. I said, he knows your magic. I think you. You think? And she said, is there any lies in this plan? I said, no, just a double magic. And I said, we gotta out you to win their trust in the army. And I said, you trust me? She said, well. She said, do your best, germ. So at lunch break, I say, I say, I called everybody around. Which, when you say everybody in this case, it just means the you know higher up types. You know, not everybody. Maybe they listen in, but uh, the, you know, these are very uh, well, these fief fief type people, or whatever you want to call it, where they're like uh, living in some type of caste system. So I say, come in, everybody. We gotta talk. You know, and. Uh, so Cor- Cortez is there, and uh, Ma- La Malinche, the interpreter, Lady Witchbeard, the other dudes, you know, a couple of the other dudes. And I say, hey, you know, there's uh, uh, there, there's an army army in pursuit of us. And they say, blah, 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 and they say, prove it. You know, I say, well, geez, there's this guy. He's got a mustache like yours, but a little bit different, and uh, you know, one of his eyes blinks a lot. Hey, Cortez, of course, he said, ah, you know, he said, they sent Catuso or something. I said, yep, they're after you, you know, big army. And no nonsense. They had a banner that said, no nonsense, no silver tongues here, you know, so they're not going to fall for that. And I said, they got more, can-. and he said, how do you know all this, German? I said, well... You know, I don't just travel with a beautiful, you know, green uh, pirate woman for kicks. Though I guess that's exactly what I know. I guess that was exactly what. But anyway, and I said, Lady Witchbeard, could you show them a simple display of your powers? And of course, she does. She she made a rabbit appear in my head that went to the bathroom. And then it jumped away. And then Cortez said, Oh, that's the god from my story, pooping and germ. 
And they all had a good... And then Cortez made this beautiful speech, of course. Ah, oh, lady, my, I've pray, I prayed for assistance. And, you know, my, my God sent, you know, he had to be, I, I forgot, I don't know. When I get hot and irritable, my terrible listening skills take a nosedive. But he was pleased that he, he thought Lady Witchbeard. And then he said, oh, and my, my Lord must have a plan for you to germ. And I said, well, speaking of plans, I got a plan to help us if you want to, you know, cut back on the uh, hilarity for a second because this is serious business here. And I said, I couldn't, you know, and I tried. I said, well, I might as well get, you know, if I was dealing with, you know, what would Scooter do if he was dealing with Brad Pitt? I don't know what the initials would be. Or like, a, you know, uncool. I said, well, Brad Pitt, you wouldn't have a problem with, but this guy's more like... uh Evil Brad Pitt or something, you know, it's Brad Pitt that we didn't develop a familiarity through movies with, where I feel like I know him when I really don't, but this guy I feel like I know and I don't like. Uh, so, let's just, so let's just leave Brad Pitt out of it and say, just, so he say, I say, I got a plan, I couldn't help notice how you saved us from that terrible band of pirates with uh, your giant skate, Cortez seemed pretty happy. And I said, it's inspired me of how to save us. And he said, how, Germ? And I said, would you believe we're, I'm pretty sure we're trapped on this. Uh, something's going on weird here. And I said, does the Spanish Army or Navy have any spellcasters? He said, no. He said, I never knew a magic till it came. And I said, okay, well, okay. I said, does this dude you're up against have any magic? He said, yeah. I said, I'm pretty sure he's got some sort of uh, heat wave spell going on us to drain our energy and our willpower. So I think you, you what do we say? We take your magic. I say, who does the magic? You or, you know, someone else? And he just left. I said, well, whatever. If we can make, you know, I said, you're not 100%. Lady Witchbeard's magic. We make Lady Witchbeard into a giant. We We all climb into, she carries us through the forest. Or we march right behind her. And she mows down a path, probably better off carrying, I mean, at least, you know, these guys with the cannons and stuff and the expendable guys in the back. Or maybe she could carry everybody. If, I don't know what, you know, how powerful your magic is uh, uh, or non. And at some point I've, I'm going to start calling him Ernie. I decided when I get the courage to do so. And he says, you know, get, let me think about it. I, I see, he says, and then. And as the day wore on, they said, well, geez, that's not good. It's like if you call someone and you say, I'll get right back to you, and they don't call you back. And you say, well, that's not good. They, they've been thinking about calling me back now. Like, you know, so, so the night comes, and it comes campfire time. And Cortez says he thought about it. And then Lady Witchbeard's like, I thought about it. Uh, so Cortez calls. He says, Marina, come over here. La Maliche. There's other troops called her. I said, and then he's talking, he tells another story. And they said, well, she's, this tonight's Lady Witchbeard's turn. But he said, well, this is in bedtime. He tells the story of uh, Montezuma and, and uh she starts doing this, like, it was like freaking like something out of Disney. And she was pretending she's playing Montezuma is how we know him. I, I said, maybe I'll figure out the proper stuff. But she does him, you know, the palace in the sun. And we're going there. And I say, okay, well, she's magic. Congratulations. And I said, well, what do you, and he said, if we make a giant germ... And then everyone had a little giant jerk. He said, they'll just follow us with your trail, so you'll need to come up with a new plan. And they said, well, geez. And I said, okay. But then it became bedtime, story time. Now tonight, this night, uh, Lady Witchbeard started to spin a tale of, uh, uh, of her learning about cowboys because she, she told about yeah, but she used some other term. Uh, she said, I think she might have said Rogadera. 
because uh, she said these guys don't know, but she she basically, you know, cast these archetypes of indigenous people uh, versus these uh, uh, these uh, you know, landowners from, you know, the colonists. But she did it in such a subtle way. Actually, maybe it wasn't subtle. Maybe I just like her better. But that the cowboys were these mercenaries in some sense. Uh, without bad intention, and, and then, the, 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 but that, uh, you know, they still couldn't f- f- fix the day, but she had taken it, you know, and that's why she has it. I don't know. I said, geez, once she starts talking, and then after, you should have seen the way uh, Mariana was, uh, I said, man. So then I kept going from Lady Witchery to saying, geez, she's. she's not bad either with her mat. And I said, do I have a thing for. He said, I said, and I said, but, you know, and I said, it was like I was the magic of the theater had taken over my loins and my senses. But it was like the tale of why Lady Witchbeard, what her intention of having cowboys as pirates, part punishment, part redemption, yada, yada, you know. But after the speech, after everybody goes to bed, she says, excellent job, germ. And I said, with the giant, do you think they're wrong? She said, no, no, they'll follow us if we, she said, that won't work. And she said, the giant would be too weak to, I I said, because I said, well, I was thinking the giant could go down there and teach And she said, no, no, no. And she said, but that little show depleted a little bit more of her energy than of mine. And she said, so tomorrow, uh, she said, let's do it. She said, you just, she said, you could be, can you take Cortez? They said, I'd probably take Mar And she said, okay, we'll do And then she, then she stopped, and she heard something cracking in the bushes, and she said, come on, germ. And we went to the bushes not far off, and there was a cauldron just sitting there in a little copse of trees or whatever. And I said, well, that's strange. This is by moonlight. It wasn't scary strange, though. It was like, well, that's weird. And she said, she said, she approached very cautiously. I approached behind her, but at a distance, because I was still, I said, well, this is a, and she looked in, and, and she she looked back at me, and she was shocked. And she just, she put both hands on the cauldron and stared into it. And then she reached in, and she pulled out a, a, a DVD case, which was, I said, well, and then she reached in and she pulled out a piece of paper and she said, these are yours, germ. And she held them out to me at a full arm's distance. She said, take it from me. What's mine is in here. And she kind of just, she, she kind of like leaned her back against a tree breathless and she handed the DVD case. And I said, well, they still make DVDs, huh? And she said, to make a point. And then she handed me the piece of paper. And the DVD case was, I said it wasn't even a Blu-ray, uh, but it was the DVD of the movie Interstellar. And then the picture, the piece of paper, and then the piece of paper was a picture. And it was a picture of my daughter. And uh, Lady Wishbeard had, uh, had, when I turned back, the cauldron was gone, and I had heard her cast some spell or something. And I said, my daughter looked older in the picture, not a lot older. But I thought, it, I said, Jesus, she does, she looks a year or two older. I said, Lady Witchbeard, this, how old does this kid look to you? And she's, you know, she got irritated. She didn't know how old the kid. And I said, it looks like she could be nine or ten, not eight. And I said, Lady Witchbeard, is it, we're, we're trapped in time or something. And she said, it's worse than that, germ. And she said, she, she said, look, and written on the bottom of the picture, across the bottom of the picture, written across, across the bottom of the picture was something, I can't remember because I was so upset, but it said something like, uh, uh, get more, get, get Cortez to the Palace of the Sun or else, or take, bring Cortez. You know, basically, and I said, oh, man. And I said, you get something like this? She said, worse. And she said, we have to get him there. And I said, great. We're walking. And she said, yep. And so we went to bed the next night, and then the next morning I was awoken. 
and it wasn't by a lady which beat up the by one of these like one of Cortez's troops. And he said, Jarm, the, the, the scouts, the rear scouts are back. The army marched all night. And he was talking about the uh, Gattuso's army or whatever that was coming after Cortez. And then by the time I got up, everybody's gathered. And everybody's like, Jarm, what are we going to do? Well, uh, and I said, and I noticed the morning something felt a little bit lighter in me. Maybe it was because I clearly knew. I had no other choice but to get Cortez uh, to the palace of some, but I think there was something else. That, go back to the last episode, that Lady Witchbeard said we were in this river of magic, and I noticed the heat had broken, and just my malaise had broken, and I said, there's something about it. I said, we have to expend all the magic in camp. I said, there's no way that army could have caught up with us, Right. And then people started, they said, I said, I said and Lady Wishweard said, you're right, Charm, I've been watching them every morning. It's impossible to move that many men. And I said, we've been slowed down to a mad snail's pace. And both, it felt pretty good because both Lady Wishbeard and uh, Marina were watching me. And uh, I said, you have to expend your magic. And I said, we have to get rid of this army. And I said, I don't really want to make it, you know, it's not really a great best time to get in a battle because we got to get, you know, we're all on board with Team Cortez here, right, Cortez? And he said, you know, he was just he was just listening to me. He really was smooth. And probably not a bad guy. Well, maybe he's a bad guy. I don't know. Not the best time to figure that out. But he says, uh, he says, well, go ahead, Jerm, what's your plan? And I go through, I said, let's create a freaking giant and send him off through the forest. And I said, the last time, you know, two days ago, there was this rise. And I was like, if we send off the giant and we, we you know, make it look like he's got all sorts of, I said, is there a way, I said, how big, and they said, well, we have to make someone into a giant. And I said, well, that guy, the Hispanic guy is going to probably sell you out anyway. And I said, so don't send to him. And so I said, send this guy. So we picked a guy. And I said, make him a new giant. We'll make it look like we're all riding on him. And then send him out over the mountain. And have him carve a trail. And the other army will hopefully follow. I said, but we got to get moving. They're, they're, you know, how far? And they said, well, far enough. This, this That plan might just work. And I said, they might even be able to see it. They'll just see this carved path. And I said, without the magic, we should be able to move at a much greater rate. I don't think we've been moving very fast. So they said, let's do, send the giant off. And they said, so then we sent the giant off. We started moving, but every once in a while, someone would check with Lady Witchbeard. But every once in a while, Lady Witchbeard would go up and check and look behind us. And at some sense, some point, they, they went off the path after the giant. And I said, geez, I don't know what the hell these guys are thinking. But I said, he didn't look, it was like a lumbering. They changed the magic part was not that cool. Making a dude into a giant with two magic casters. And I'd even said, like, friendly giant, like, more friendly even than Andre the Giant, if that's possible, which they didn't know who Andre the Giant was. Uh, but I said, as friendly as possible. And so I said, make it look like lumbering and, and, you know, like you could push him over, but big to, you know, knock down a lot of trees. So they did that. Most of the army followed, but they said some of the army's following us, but not enough. And I said, geez, I, and, and I noticed the heat had lifted. There was a spring in everyone's step. There was a twinkle in my eye, a twinkle in everybody's eye. I think I had started to develop a double crush, which I don't know if you ever went to school back in grammar, middle school, or high school with a double crush that hadn't been crushed. So you see, you have two crushes, and neither one of them has told you you have zero percent chance yet. But you say, geez, I, I hate school. I can't wait to get there. And that was me. I said, I can't wait to keep on walking, baby. And I noticed, and there was a light, and I said, well, geez, we're now we're all equals in some sense. I mean, I'm in command. Lady Witchbeard's in control. 
you know, Cortez is technically in control and charisma and probably in control. But whatever I said, geez, things are really looking up. This is great. And I was bu- I was almost bubbly, and I said, you know, can I do this story tonight? And, and Cortez said, anyway. And then Cortez said, maybe me and you will do a story. And Marina said, maybe me and you will do a story. And I said, well, you can't. I said, and she even said something about magic. I, I, I was like, oh, boy. And then I noticed Lady Witchbeard was laughing at me, and I said, well, maybe. And I said, well. And I said, well, she's, uh, she's a bit lovely, too. And then Lady Witchbeard said, Jerem, why didn't you tell us about this sooner? And, but not in issues. And I said, well, geez, I was so full of self doubt that, uh, and so they wanted to replay my. I said, wow, I'm really the uh, ace of the team here. And so I said, you know, I figured we're going against the. I said, you know, mana. And I, I tried to make a bunch of allusions to Dungeons and Dragons, and none of that worked. So that confused everybody. But we had, you know, we were walking, and it was a lovely day to walk. Uh, but so. I think I got a kind of, and they said, well, what else, Jerm? What else were you thinking? I said, well, the other thing I was thinking is that the villagers are going to get less and less afraid of Lady Witchbeard because they haven't seen her with to practice any magic. So I said, sooner or later, and they said, uh-huh. They said, what, Jerm? I said, well, I'm just thinking that we're going to head some resistance and we're going to have to show them some real magic. And then as we, and then I said, "Oh boy, this is what this is how it works here, story of my life." And we got us to rise, and far, in the distance, but not too far, was a freaking army of indigenous people. You know, blocking the trail. Clearly, there was people in the forest around us. And I said, "If they don't see the power of magic." Uh, they won't be afraid. And then someone said, I think it was, and she said, if they see the giant go off, be like, I said, well, maybe it's on Kenai. And then they, I noticed the soldiers were just standing there, and then Cortez said, grab the, and Cortez started giving commands. And he said, we're going to shell their village to oblivion. And then I said, oh, no. And, uh, and that was it. So, um, that's it. All right. So, I mean, for tonight, no shelling yet. Up until two seconds ago, it was a lovely, lovely day for walking and even better night for sleeping. So I hope you're asleep. Thanks for listening.